blessed new year to everybody. And um, I think there's no better way for us to start off the year than in the presence of God. How many of you agree? Yeah, that's so good to be able to have service actually on New Year's Day uh, itself. And I want to start off this year by just sharing with you something which I've entitled, Keep On Keeping On. And I want to invite you now to go with me uh, to the book of Hebrews. We're going to read Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 19 uh, onwards, verse 19 to 39. So would you go there with me? And we're going to begin this new year reading the Word of God. Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 19 onwards. Very good. So good to see all of you here. Flash me a smile. <laughs> okay, that's good. All right, here we go. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 19. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way that is open for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great high priest, everybody say with me, great high priest. Yeah, we have a great high priest over the house of God. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching." If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, then no sacrifice of sin is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Anyone who rejected the Lord of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who had treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified them, and who has insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know Him who said, It is mine to avenge and I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge His people. It's a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Remember those earlier days after you have received the light, when you endured to a great conflict full of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insults and persecution, and at other times you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possession. You see, the people at that time were going through persecution, okay, and uh, through from uh, in the early days. So do not throw away your confidence, for it will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what He has promised. For in just a little while, He who is coming will come and will not delay. And, but my righteous one will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who strings back. But he ends off with this very encouraging line that goes like this. But we do not belong to those who string back but are destroyed, but for those who have faith and are safe. That's the turning pivoting point. We are not those who string back but are destroyed, but those who have faith and are safe. Father, I pray this 
New Year's Day that you will come and you speak to us. Lord, I pray that the words written so many years ago by the writer of Hebrews, as we unpacked it, you will speak to us. Give us a word in season for as we stand on the brink of a brand new year. And we pray that you harness your heart, you, you, you summon our hearts back to you through this word that you put on my heart. And Lord, I pray that every one of us here will recognize that we belong to you. We are, those, we are not those who shrink back, but we are those who have faith in you. So come and speak, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Now, as we stand on the brink of another brand new year in 2023, I think it is appropriate this morning that we take some time to actually reflect on our life. So I want to share with you this message which I've entitled, Keep On Keeping On. Now, if I were to, let me just kind of uh, illustrate this for you, huh? I think if I don't, don't be morbid about this, just an illustration. Huh? Now, if I were to live to the ripe old age of 100, so I'm born in 1961, let's say I die in 2060, the ripe old age of, this may be what my tombstone will look like. How many of you know that I cannot control this. I can't control when I will be born, am I right? You cannot control when you'll be born. I also cannot control this. I really don't know when I will die, and neither do you. And sometimes death can creep up on us, and it surprises us even. But what I can, the only thing I'm responsible for, really, is this little dash that is in between. It's my job, it's your job, that we steward this little dash well. And I want you to know that the trajectory of my little dash was forever changed because of one event that took place in December 1977. It was the day when I came to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And that day changed the trajectory of my little dash. And the cross was that pivotal point that divided my life into a before and after. Before I come to Christ, this was my life. And then I came to Christ and it changed the direction of my life forever. That was the day in December 1977, the day when I came to my great high priest, the Bible talks about this great high priest, his name is Jesus. And because of this great high priest, I now have access to my Father in heaven. The Apostle Paul put it this way in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. He says, for I have been crucified with Christ. That was that turning point. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God. The life I now live in the body, physical life, my, my life today on earth, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The day when we came to Christ, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, it was not just a new start to my life. It was actually a new life to start with. I now have a brand new life to start with. It was that pivotal point. And we start this new life, not on our own, but we started with a great high priest who is for us, a great high priest who is with us. And in the light of this, as we read Hebrews chapter 10, 
the author, the, the, the writer of the, the book of Hebrews was challenging the people and helping them to recognize that we now have a great high priest who is better than all the Old Testament priests put together. This great high priest, his name is Jesus. And in the light of the fact that we now have a great high priest, the writer of Hebrews goes on in the passage that we just read to challenge us to, 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 to respond to that. How, how do you respond to the fact that you have a great high priest today? How many of you know you have a great high priest right now who is in heaven interceding for you, right? And because you have a great high priest today, that is, you, you're going to enter this new year recognizing this. I have a great high priest who is interceding on my behalf. A great high priest who is for me. A great high priest who is with me. And with that in mind, how should we respond? And the writer of Hebrews actually challenged us. This is how you should respond, in three ways. And he prefaced that with this phrase, let us, let us, let us. And you read it in Hebrews chapter 10. The first response we need to have is this. In the light that we have a great high priest who is for us. Therefore, number one, we need to draw near in faith. And I'm challenging you as we enter into 2023, draw near in faith to your great high priest. Verse 22 of Hebrews 10, uh, put it this way, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith. We can have full assurance of faith and draw near to our great high priest. Why? Because our hearts have been cleansed of the guilt of sin by His blood. Our bodies have been washed pure from the condemnation of a sinful world. How many of you know you live in a sinful world? And the sinful world can contaminate us. But the good news is this, our bodies have been washed from the contamination of a sinful world by the pure water of His Word. I've been cleansed on the inside by the blood, cleansed on the outside by the Word. Then therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And therefore, I want to draw near. In 2023, I want to draw near to God in full assurance of faith. There is no need to come into God's presence wondering if God will accept us because we know that we know that God loves us, God accepts us, and God will receive us. And it's not because we are good, as Pastor Amos reminded us this morning as we take Holy Communion. It's not because you and I are good. It's because He is good. It's not because we are, we are lovable, but it's because He is love. It's not because we are deserving, but it's only because He is forgiving. I can draw near with full assurance of faith. Why? Ephesians chapter 2. Listen to what it says here. Paul says in verse 3 to 5, all of us, all means all, right? All of us also live amongst them, amongst the, the, the unsaved at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh, following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. We're not deserving of God's love. We are deserving of God's anger. But because of His great love, that's a turning point. But because of His great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgression, because it is by grace you, uh, you have been saved. This is where we all came from and we must never forget it. Never take for granted the love, the grace, the mercy of God that pulled us up out of the sewage of sin literally put us out of the pit of sin and make us alive in Christ. 
we were destined for death and hell, but now we have been made ready for eternal life and heaven. What a turnaround. What a turnaround. But how, how can we be sure of this reversal? In verse 12 and, and 13 of Ephesians 2, he goes on to, t- to say this, remember that at that time, you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in, in Israel, foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now, again, turning point, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away, you have been brought near by the blood of Christ. I want you to know this is not what I say, but this is what the infallible, inerrant, eternal Word of God declares. We were once separated and excluded. We were once without hope. We were once without God. But now, hallelujah, but now we who were once far away, we have been brought near by the blood of the Lamb. How many of you actually believe that this infallible, inerrant, you know, unchanging word of the living God is true? And if what he says, it is true. Therefore, we can draw near with full assurance of faith. I don't know what 2022 has been like for you. But I want to encourage you as we enter into 2023, have deep, deep assurance in your heart that if you draw near to God, God will draw near to you. You know, one way that we all can draw near to God is through our personal devotional life. We started this, uh, we started 2022 encouraging all of us to dig deeper into our devotional life. And I think over the 2022, I see many of you digging into this area. But I want you to know that this is not something we do for a season but this is who we are, this is what we do as disciples of Jesus Christ. It is spiritually critical for all of us to make time for the Word of God. It is critical, it is critical that we make room for the Holy Spirit to guide us daily. Make time for the Word of God daily. Make room for the Holy Spirit to guide you daily. Now, for those of you who may join, just join us or you, are, you may be new to this spiritual discipline, now I want to help you kickstart this by again doing a devotional time with you every weekday. Now, this is just something I, I, I really want to do with you, okay? We, I want to kick, help you to kickstart this. You have never had this discipline built into your life. Then I want to help you to, to kickstart this by doing a devotional time with you every weekday for two weeks, starting from the 30th of January until the 10th of February. And we're gonna, I'm going to walk you through 10 mornings where we do a devotional time together. If you've never done it before, don't worry about it. I'll help you. We work together and then journey together for 10 mornings on the theme of going missioner. And this will then prepare us for Vision Sunday, which is on the 12th of February, when we will launch our focus for 2023, which is ongoing missioner. Now, if you want more information about this, you're gonna, we're gonna post it on fcc.life. But I wanna encourage all of you, if you have not yet built this spiritual discipline into your life of having a daily devotional life, then come with me on this series of morning devotion, 30th of January until the 10th of February. And I look forward to spending these mornings uh, with you from 7.30 until 8 a.m. And we draw near to God together.
That's the first thing we are exalted to do. We have a great high priest who is waiting to receive us. Therefore, let's draw near with full assurance of faith. One way to do that, come into His presence daily in prayer, in the Word. And I'll help you if you're not done that, have not built that into your discipline yet, okay? So that's number one. Let's draw near in faith. Here's number two. Hold on to hope. Hold on to hope, to your hope. And you find this in verse 23. The writer of Hebrews tell us, we have a great high priest, therefore, draw near in faith. Number two, hold on to hope. Verse 23 reads like this, let us, again, that preface, let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess. I like the way that the Message Bible puts it. It goes like this, let's keep a firm grip Hold a firm greed on the promises that keeps us going. He always keeps His word. Remember that the recipients of this letter in the book of Hebrews were actually Jewish converts at that time, Jewish converts to Christianity who were tempted to go back to Judaism because of the persecution that was going on. They wanted to give up the Christian faith and go back to Judaism. Why? Because they were discouraged by all the persecution that was going on. So the writer of Hebrews now exhort them, don't give up, don't waver in your faith, but hold on to the hope that you profess. Hold unswervingly, hold firmly, have a tight grip on the promises, you see, on, on to your confession of faith. And I want you to know this, hope is so critical, right, to those who are discouraged. How many of you agree? And it's so easy to get discouraged sometimes in the journeys of life. So many things can happen that really can cause us disappointment and, dis and cause discouragement. And how many of you know we need hope in order to go on in life? Hope is like the air we breathe. Without hope, we can't survive. People can go through a lot physically, but without hope, people get demolished really quick. Discouragement is debilitating. You know? it, it really destroys us. Uh, I, I read somewhere there was a group of graduate students who did an interesting exercise. What they did was they took a bunch of rats, right? And they put a fish tank and threw a bunch of rats into the water. And then they put it into a dark room. And then they monitor it through infrared to see what will happen to these rats. And what happens, they, they try to stay awake, they, they try to stay alive and they swim for a little while. After about three, four hours, they all slowly, one by one, sank to the bottom and died. It all took about three, four hours. And then they did another exercise where they put another set of rats into the same water tank. But this time, they put it into a room and they turn on the light. And then they discovered that the rats also struggled to stay alive, but this time, instead of three, four hours, they lasted about six, seven hours before they give up and sank to the bottom and died. And the conclusion was this, they were kept alive because now they could see each other. And that gave them hope. You, you get me? You see, and, and I thought that was very interesting. We all need hope, you know, to carry on. We all need to be able to see one another and then find encouragement in each other. And that's how they survive longer. We all need hope to carry on. And what is this hope we are talking about here? Now, what is the writer of Hebrews, what hope is he talking about? It is our hope in Jesus. It is our hope in God. It's our hope in Christ. And the Apostle Paul, 
talks about this hope too. In 2 Corinthians 1, verse 9 to 11, listen to what he says here. I found it interesting. He says, indeed, we felt we have received the sentence of death. Paul was going through a tough time. And he said, I, we felt like we have received the sentence of death, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril and He will deliver us again. God has delivered us before, He will deliver us again. He, and our, on Him, we have set our hope that He will continue to deliver us as He helped us by your prayers. That many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favour granted to us in answer to the prayers of many. So Paul talks about this hope, setting your hope in Christ. He has delivered us before. He will continue to deliver us today and tomorrow. Peter, the apostle, also talked about this hope, but he gave it an even deeper application in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at His coming. So what is he saying? He's saying that with Christ, we have hope now for God to deliver us and continue to deliver us. But more than that, we have this blessed hope that when He comes back again, our hope will find its complete fusion. Are you with me? Yes. We need God now. And we need Him when He comes again. You see, and therefore, the hope of our salvation will only be complete when Jesus returns. And how many of you know Jesus remains faithful to us even when we are faithless? And therefore, we need to hold on to Christ, the anchor of our hope. Now, I know that some of us here have gone through very challenging times in 2022. There are those who have lost loved ones among us. Some families are undergoing devastating health challenges, and I'm aware of that. There are some who have experienced financial difficulties. There are those who have gone through relational fractures during this one year. Life can be hard. Life can be messy at times. And I really empathize with all of you. But I want you to know, even as your pastor, I do not have all the answers. I can only pray with you and cry with you. Because ultimately, we know the answer is not in us. The answer is in God. So I want to encourage you as you enter 2023, let's hold on to the anchor of our soul who is behind the Holy of Holies and then we will not drift but we will be saved. Draw near to God in full assurance of faith. Hold on to hope because He is the anchor for our soul. And i leave you one last thing that I think in response to Christ being our great high priest, we must provoke one another to love. That's what the writer of Hebrews challenged us to do. While we are rooted in our faith and waiting for our blessed hope to find its fulfillment, we are finally called to provoke one another. In the meantime, in this dash, you know, provoke one another to love and good deeds. Verse 24, listen to this. Writer of Hebrews says, let us also consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. You know, this word, spur, let's spur one another. The Greek can be translated also as provoke. Let's provoke one another towards love and good deeds. Let's prick one another. That's a, that's a good word, prick one another. Uh, let's stir one another. Let's nag one another. You can also use the word nag. So uh, for you, you know, who like to nag, 
here's a good thing to nag about. Uh, never mind about cleaning the room and <laughs> washing the toilet. Why, why not nag on this? Nag one another towards love and good deeds. You know, this word spur, it actually has that word picture of a horse riding boots. You know the horse riding boots? They have a little star at the end that the cowboys use. What do they use it for? They use it to kick the, the, be the belly of the, of, of the horse to get it to go in a certain direction. You see, and let's spur one another, let's poke one another, let's prick one another towards love and good deeds. And that's what we were challenged to do, you see. And, but notice, we are to provoke one another to what? To love. Provoke one another to good deeds. Not provoke one another to anger. Don't provoke one another to frustrations. You know, sometimes, you know, as families, okay, this one is where we, we talk heart to heart, okay. Sometimes, you know, as family members, we provoke one another too. We prick one another too. But often, we don't prick one another towards the positive. We prick one another towards the negative without even realizing it, right? You know, your wife just cooked you a dish. Instead of saying, how nice of you, we say, why so salty? <laughs> provoke one another. When our children come home, with a report card, seven A's, one F. What do you focus on? <laughs> Not the seven A's, the one F. Why like that? <laughs> do you need more tuition? <laughs> so instead of provoking one another towards the positive, we tend to poke one another towards the negative. Why not in 2023? Let's resolve to change that. Don't provoke one another to anger. Let's provoke one another to love and good deeds. Don't tear down, but build up. Don't, don't erode people's faith, but evoke their faith. Speak well. Let us resolve to consciously provoke one another to love and good deeds in 2023. Resolve that I will speak positively to my family members. I'll resolve to speak positively to my friends and my sallies. I will speak tenderly to one another. And how... And how many of you know, you cannot do this. You cannot provoke one another to love and good deeds unless you actually encourage one another. The key is to encourage one another. That's the goal. And that word encourage, it's a very, very good word. It's a, it's a compound word. It's made out of two words. And, which means in, enter, entry, entrance, you know, E-N, and in, courage. In other words, how do I encourage you? is when you run low on courage and then I pour courage into you. If I pour courage into you through my words, through my action, then it causes courage to come up in, the, in, in you. That's what encouragement really means, pouring courage into one another. And that's why the writer of Hebrews reminded us in Hebrews 10.25, let us not give up meeting together. So the whole point of meeting together is not just to take attendance. That's not the point. What's the point? The point of coming together is so that now we can encourage one another. You see, don't give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Do you realize that every time you skip a service, every time you skip a connect group meeting, it's a double miss. Why double miss? It's because you miss us and we miss you. See, the two miss. <laughs> you get my point? Yeah, and, and it's important. Yeah, the, the story was told about a church member, you know, who missed church for a few weeks 
And so the pastor decided to pay them a visit. So went to visit the guy, and then they were sitting around the fireplace talking in the talking shop. And then, uh, then what the pastor did, he walked up to the fireplace, took out a piece of burning firewood to, and bring it to the edge. Without saying a word, he sat down. And then after a while, that fire, piece of firewood died off, right? And then he looked at the member, the member looked at him, and then the member said, see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> the point is made. <laughs> you get the point, right? Right? Because after a while, if we give up meeting together, if we meet up gathering, without fellowship, the fire inside will die. Yes. I, I don't think any one of, uh, of us here is immune from this. Every one of us know we need fellowship. Remember the lion when he's stalking a, a, a herd of deer? Which one is he likely to go for? it's very likely the deer that has wandered off from the herd. That's the one the lion will go for. Okay, if that you cannot remember, then a simple one is this. Remember this. The banana that leaves the bunch gets eaten. <laughs> okay. Right? Nobody ever eat banana one whole bunch. <laughs> no. We take them off one at a time, right? We skin the fella and then we consume it. That's, that's how the devil gets us. He gets you out of the bunch. Isolate you. And that's how he destroys us. Our fellowship with the Lord is so important, my friends. We sometimes take it for granted. But it's so important because that's why the writer in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12 and 13, actually tell us the consequence of not doing it. You know what happened if we don't do that? What happened if we don't gather, we don't fellowship? He said this in Hebrews 3, verse 12. See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. How do you ensure that? He says, but encourage one another daily. That's the key. Encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. How often are we to encourage one another? He says daily. Encourage one another daily. What happens if you don't? I might harden my heart. I might fall into sin. I may actually go astray. But if you do, if you encourage me, then I think I can be provoked to love and good deeds. And parents, can I encourage you? We may think that sometimes, you know, letting our children go to a Sunday school or go to a youth group aren't all that important. But actually, it makes a whole lot of difference. I think it makes a huge difference. Because if they are not connected, I think we should all have friends of all kinds. We should have friends with all kinds of people. But our best friends should actually be people who are like-minded. Our best friends should be found in the church. And so I want to encourage every one of us, help them, help our children form relationships that will sustain them in the years to come. It's, it's serious. And, and I'm, sometimes I say in a humorous way, but I want you to know it's serious. Because when we do, we can be provoked to love and good deeds. It's the power of fellowship, the power of encouragement. This is so serious that the writer of Hebrews actually go on to say in Hebrews 10, Verse 26 and 27, he says, If we deliberately keep on sinning, after we have received the knowledge of the truth, then no sacrifice of sin is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment, raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Remember, this epistle was written to second-generation Jewish believers tempted to give up 
their faith. Tempted to give up Christianity and go back to Judaism. In other words, they were in danger of going down a slippery road towards apostasy. And here, the writer of Hebrews is warning them, don't go down this path. And he challenged them. If you continue going down this path, you'll be trampling on the Son of God. You'll be treating as unholy the blood of Jesus and insulting the spirit of grace. And when you do this thing, then there is nothing left except the fearful expectation of judgment and fire. And the writer is declaring to them that now that they have come to Christ as their savior, don't turn back. Don't turn back. Or else you have to face Jesus as your judge when he comes back again. And I think this is serious stuff. And we need to take it seriously. Every one of us here, we have come to Jesus as our savior. So the challenge for all of you, hold on to Christ. Don't drift. As we enter in 2023, would you say to yourself, I'm, don't drift, don't doubt, don't waver, but persevere on in Him. Now I understand the pathway of discipleship is not always smooth. There can be challenges and tough times. And the writer goes on to describe the tough times, in fact, in Hebrews 10, that they have gone through after they come to Christ, including losing their, their properties, they have stood the ground in the face of suffering. They have been insulted and persecuted, imprisoned, lost possessions and all of that. They've been through all that for so long. Therefore, he tells them, don't give up now. You've come this far, press on to the end. So Hebrews 10, verse 35 and 36, he challenged them. He says, don't give, throw away your confidence. You'll be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God, you will receive what has been promised. And here, the writer now turns to encouraging them. He says, you've gone through so much, so don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. Don't lose heart. Don't string back. Finish the race. Complete the course. Take it to the end. I don't know what you've gone through in 2023, but my challenge to all of us is don't give up. Why? Because Jesus is coming soon. He said in verse 37 and 38, for in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay, but my righteous one will live by faith. And if he strings back, I will not be pleased with him. You know, when the people were going through those tough times during the time of, of, the, of Hebrews, you know what was the hope they hold on to? It wasn't just that they will be delivered from it. You know what they were holding on to? They're holding to this one thing, Jesus is coming back again. Isn't that amazing? The ultimate encouragement he gave them was this, Jesus will come as he promised. And I say the same to all of us. And as we hold on to this, the writer of Hebrews is a very skilled and strategic motivator. <laughs> now he wanted to end on a positive note because he know that the most effective motivation is not negative reinforcement, it's actually positive affirmation. So he ended off with these words in verse 39. And I'd like us to read this together, shall we? But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved. Can we read it one more time? We are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved. And this is how he saw his congregation. This is how he believed in them. And he told them so. That we are not of those who shrink back, but we are those who believe and are safe. 
And as your pastor, I want you to know this. This is how I see every one of us. I believe that all of us will not need not string back, but we can draw near in faith. We can hold on to hope. And we can provoke one another to love and good deeds. And it's not because we are great, but it's because we have a great high priest who calls us in 2023 to draw near in full assurance of faith. Whatever you've gone through in 2022, draw near in full assurance of faith. Hold on to this hope. And this hope will not fail us. He said he will come and he is coming. And he will provoke one another to love and good deeds that we can actually live missional lives during this dash. However long your dash is, let the Lord use us. Let me end with this. You know, one of the things I constantly say to the staff team is that we cannot overmanage people's life. And it's true, right? We cannot overmanage people's life. And in the same way, we cannot overmanage the church. For example, I cannot make you grow. <laughs> you must want to grow. All we can do, provide the tools, provide the programs, whatever, the vehicles that we may have. But every one of us must take responsibility for our own growth. We all take responsibility for our own spiritual journey. And we all need to go for it. The only thing we can do is to build a spiritual environment that is conducive for growth. And the best environment we can build is that of faith, hope, and love. We build an environment where faith, hope, and love is present. And we have a great high priest over this house. His name is Jesus. We have a new and living way open for us. And I want to challenge you as we enter in 2023, let's draw near in faith. Let's hold on to hope. Let's provoke one another to love. Don't throw away your confidence because you'll be richly rewarded. And the good news I have for you is that we are not those who string back, but we are those who believe. So let's make the best use of this dash in between. Yeah, make the best use, steward it well. And let's keep on keeping on in 2023. And we all say amen to that. I want to invite you to stand with me. I don't want anyone to rush out and we're not in a hurry. The children's church will be there. Don't worry about it. In a few moments, we, we take a few moments now just to allow God to speak to us. Thank you, Lord. In a few moments, we're going to worship God and then here's what, what I'd like us to do. I want to open this place for us to just come and talk to God and want to bring to God whatever mistakes, whatever failures you have in 2022, let's bring them to the Lord and we lay it at the altar. And we say, God, the mistakes we made, the failures we experienced, we still draw near to you in faith, in full assurance of faith, because it's not based on how good I am, it's based on how good you are. And so I come, I bring all of my failures and all my setbacks and all my, all that I've, uh, mistakes I made, I come and bring it to the altar. And then you resolve to hold on to hope. Take your disappointment, take the pain, and you exchange them for his hope. And you say, God, I come to do business with you. I just lay them down and I ask you to fill my hearts with hope. And then let's provoke one another 
to love. Would you bring a fresh commitment today that you will recommit once more? Recommit yourself to the Lord. And let 2023 be a year where God can use you and God can um, invade your life and begin this year in intimacy with Him. So I'm going to invite the worship team to lead us as we sing. And then after that, I want to open up this place for you to come so that you can take your failures, take your mistakes in 2022, give it to the Lord. Even your success, give it to the Lord. And you say, God, help me to start fresh with new hope. And then ask God to use you in the year to come. Yeah? So let's worship Him.